and we're live on YouTube and I'm back with my favourite referees. I said MMA referees on the intro, but you guys do all kinds of combat. We'll come on to that in a bit, but welcome. Happy New Year to Dan Overheady and Sam Amidi. Hey, thank you for having us, Happy New Year. Yeah. Hashtag KFC man. KFC man. Yeah. Sorry guys, I couldn't bring the food to the table today. I had dinner a bit early today. So, uh, yeah, I just thought I'd give you the name. It's, Sam, it's catching on because even Ricky Wright is uh, gunning on you as well. <coughs> Ricky Wright, I love it. I know. Every I KFC Ricky Wright's role model. <laughs> he's a, he, uh, Ricky's a vegetarian, right, if I remember correctly? He is, yeah. He is. No, he is, yeah. You. Jim, Ricky, if you're watching this, I'll change your mind, mate. <laughs> so one of the important questions that was sent in in advance, Sam, was I think it was either yesterday or at some point this weekend you had a Burger King and a KFC together and people wanted to know which one was the best. Um, I'm not going to lie. The problem was with my KFC, I, um, no, sorry, my Burger King, was I asked for a slice of cheese on it and they forgot to put the cheese in my burger, so it kind of ruined it a bit. Normally, I mean, I'll always, you know, tip towards KFC all day, but I fancied the burger yesterday as well. And then I had KFC there as well, so I thought I'd get both um, after a long walk in the park, so I had to refuel it. So. It's, a shame, it's a shame you're not... Listen... It's a shame that you're not so in depth about your rules talk than you are when you do your fruit. Your fruit. <laughs> <laughs> you can talk, I'll help you out your rules talk every time. <laughs> I think Chris Emmanuel wanted to know how you're staying in shape when you can't be on the mats at the moment, Sam, but you're still uh, consuming. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a mystery, but I don't, I, don't know, I don't know about being in shape. I just think I hide it well. <laughs> <laughs> well listen to the stinker that we had back in december when kind of all rules went out the window uh lee went and got me the uh gravy box from kfc i love yeah. their gravy in there absolutely immense they put in baked beans instead of gravy so we got all the way home there's not even one close to us all the way home we had a kfc <laughs> gravy box with no gravy you know if, if you're clever about it, you call them up, you complain, and they give you a free meal next time. That's why. So I did call them, and mm. it's a new branch, so there's no, like, phone number for it <clears throat> online. So I ended up oh. emailing them, and they've sent me vouchers. So they have redeemed themselves. But I don't want to be eating KFC in January. I'm uh, I'll have your vouchers. <laughs> I'll have your vouchers. <laughs> Simple solution, Katie. I've given you my email address earlier. You know where to email it to. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway guys i'm sure some more food questions will come in as we <laughs> go throughout the interview but let's touch on some mma <laughs> yeah let's <laughs> <laughs> so last year must have been such a strange year for you guys because usually it's pretty much every weekend you're somewhere uh officiating either you know refereeing or for mma or boxing or k1 or or whatever so first of all how was it to spend pretty much the best part of a year in a in a totally different kind of vibe yeah i i mean i think last time when we spoke we, we were saying how 
fortunate. I mean, I know myself, and I'm sure Sam feels the same with some of the stuff that he's done. Uh, fortunate that we were got the gigs that we did get. You know, we be Cage Warriors, Contenders, uh, um, uh, UFC, and obviously Sam done Karate Combat as well. Uh, yeah, we're fortunate enough to be in the position that we was, and you know that we got to officiate some shows. You know, yeah. and um, you know it, it is. It is what it is, you know. It's, we, we're just in a situation, and we're not the only ones who are in that situation. Other referees are, other fighters are, cutmen, judges, commissioners, whatever it may be. Everyone's in the same boat. And touch wood, 2021 just starts getting a, getting a bit better, you know. <coughs> yeah. And you mentioned karate combat there, Dan. Sam, you were officiating for that. Um, it was kind of a, a new thing, and it was what TV channel was it on again? It was on Sky? Uh, I think it, no, it was on BN Sports. They released all their um fights on YouTube, so the, the fights are kind of pre recorded. Um, so we do so. I was actually fortunate enough, obviously, to, to kind of get called up and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> One minute. <laughs> what, were, what were your roles, Dan? Put <laughs> <laughs> in the chat. You know. Did tell me. Um, apologies, guys. You might hear her in the background shouting a bit. She's just a, a bit hype at the moment. Um, so yeah, so I was fortunate enough to to kind of get called up. Um, one of our kind of fellow referees that we work with, Kevin Sataki. Um, Needed a, basically a second official to, to come on with him um, and work the show. So we done two shows one time and then we've done one show kind of a few months later as well. And basically they pre-record all the shows. Um, and I'm sure you guys will have seen they kind of put like the animation background. So they kind of do yeah. it. As a theme. So whether it's Cambodia, whether it's a Neo theme in Japan, <clears throat> that's kind of their, their, their kind of full process behind it, bringing that kind of gaming aspect to actual real fights. Um, uh, and it's, 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 it is karate, so the, the kind of rule set behind it is kind of karate-based, but not like kind of your typical traditional point-scoring system. It yeah. is full-on, you know, combative karate. You know, they, they just kind of go at it for the full three minutes each round. Um, and, yeah, as I said, it was quite fortunate to, to, to kind of be part of that show. Uh, for me, it's, it is still quite a new concept, so it is still growing and evolving. They bring fighters from South America. Russia, Europe, um, some of the Asian countries as well. So they've got a good roster. They're, they're, as you can see, that they're, they're growing, <coughs> growing and scaling. Um, and you know, it's it's actually really really good. Like, I love just the the, the whole atmosphere, the pit. Um, you know, the, the kind of whole visuals is something different. You know, and especially during the lockdown, it just brought something different to, to people to be able to yeah. watch. Uh, yeah, so they, they they release their fights on YouTube every Sunday, so they release a new show. Um, at the moment, I think they've pretty much covered off all their seasons now, so we're just waiting to... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's lockdown life. <laughs> it's your, usually Peter Knox's children that are <laughs> becoming guests of the show. Yeah, while, he, while he's sort of never... I, th I think what Sam, I mean, man, what an opportunity to be able to meet someone like Baz Rutan. That's, yeah. that's one, of my, one of the people I used to watch, you know, growing up and in the MMA scene, see him commentating on Pride. I mean, how, what a cool opportunity to meet that legend, you know? 
Yeah. Um, I, I, think, I think that's amazing. And, and I know Sam was telling me in person that, you know, he's such a nice guy and, and some of the things he got to experience. And, um, yeah, like, I guess, watching, have you watched any of them, Kate? Yeah, I did watch a couple of them. I, d I didn't realise they were on YouTube, though, so yeah. I will, um, I'm going to go back and watch some more of them. Yeah. But it was by Layla and Lee as well, wasn't it? And yeah, and Josh Palmer other... did the uh, commentary as well. Yeah. They've got a strong team there. Sorry. Are you back? I'm back here. Yeah, I've had to come downstairs. and said to get away from <laughs> it. I'll have to run back up in a minute. Um, but yeah, no, great, great commentary team. Uh, they bring like a guest kind of appearance uh, of some someone like last time they had half four, um, which was a bit of a surprise. Can you guys hear me? Everyone's yeah, yeah. We're listening. Sorry. I actually I actually saw him from a distance. Like I don't know. I was like, no, nah, that's not him. That's that's definitely not the mountain. I'm like, no, no, it is. I was like, no, no, no. And from a distance, it actually didn't look massive. And then when he stood next to me, I was like, yeah, I can't believe you guys. He's he's uh, he's uh, a <laughs> Yeah, but then you've got Baz Rutan, uh, who's, who's like brilliant to work with. Um, such, you know, it's... <laughs> yeah, his, his knowledge is great, actually. His knowledge is great. I always say that anyone who says don't meet your heroes didn't have MMA heroes because I've never met a bad person in MMA. Like, they just everybody's got time for you i mean i know they're not kind of they're, david beckham famous so maybe they've they're not as bored but, they are, out of it. but in our are, world they are <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah exactly you know in our world and in, on our bucket list of people to meet or to work with they of course they are Hell yeah. what, what did you when i first watched it i, was, I knew about combat Corps before sam went on there because i'd done a couple of pilot shows before it was taken off the concept of it, you, it was hard to get hold of and, and to watch and to get used to because they're wearing like amateur MMA gloves. Uh, yeah. And, and obviously they're allowed to strike. I mean, is it five seconds, Sam, on the floor? They're allowed to strike? Yeah. So if you get a takedown, you've got five seconds to basically throw straight strikes and, and punches. Um, so there's no really kind of other techniques you can throw. It's literally just punches, mm. no action techniques. Uh, you can't kick your opponent if they're on the ground. Obviously, they cannot kick you if you're standing. So the rules are obviously, it's kind of, it is there to give a bit of a blend of an MMA. It's, it's more to kind of have the action flow. I, if someone in yeah. class, obviously throw people on the floor, but they don't want the action to pause there and then. They want it to kind of continue for a bit before you stop them and stand them up. Yeah. yeah. And you some good knockouts on it, ain't you? Oh, brilliant knockouts. Honestly, if anyone wants to see some, you know, real highlight reels, it's really worth watching a few of the episodes. I'll just look at their Twitter page. It's honestly, some of the knockouts, were just phenomenal. Like these guys, they go out, you know, technically, they're really great at what they do in terms of karate. Obviously, you know, they're not exactly your kind of traditional MMA fighters or anything. But as I said, it's, it's a new concept. You know, some of these guys are new to it. They are only going to evolve into it. Just like how MMA was 20, 25 years ago, right? Yeah. You know, look at how they used to compete. I've got a question for you, though, Sam. <clears throat> yeah, come on. I've got a question. How hot was it wearing a turtleneck what's refereeing? God, it's one of my bugbearers. You know this, Dan, right? I've, I've got a uniform, right? And I've got a real, like, specific way of how I get ready. So if anyone watches me at an event, I'll always kind of sit in my own normal clothes, tracksuit or jeans, T-shirt, wherever I'm in, do the rules, talk, 
15 minutes before the first fight starts and when I actually start getting changed. It's just how I am, but we couldn't really do that there. And they give you this turtleneck top, which <laughs> it wasn't great to wear, I have to admit. But it's the rules, I can't argue. Can't argue. So does it take long to get into, like, when, when it's a new rule set and something that you haven't refereed before, is it, like, instant that you like or is quick straight away with or is there like a a split second where you're thinking about if something's legal or not do you know what that's a really really good question and the, the the concept of actually understanding you know if that fighter's in danger doesn't change at all no matter what the combat sport is okay if a fighter's in danger you sense it you know it yeah with boxing k1 tie boxing which we do uh mma obviously um, or, or, or combat karate so that's the key thing as long as, long as you're competent in being able to assess and, and judge whether someone is in a bad situation you have to make that stop it is also it is obviously key then um in terms of the rule set itself obviously you know i have to kind of get myself familiar with it i'll try and watch as many fights as i can prior to an event um you are going to make slight mistakes obviously in terms of the actual rules and when i say mistakes you know you will kind of question was that right was that wrong but as I said, the, the key thing is, is, are you keeping them fighters safe, which is the main yeah. thing. In terms of the rules, you know, whether I'm giving five seconds, you know, when I was first doing it, I, I was, um, during the takedown, they want you to kind of put your hand up and then do the five-second countdown. Right. Um, at first, I wasn't doing that, right? So I wasn't putting my hand up and doing a five-second countdown, but I was verbally saying it. So, you know, it's, it's sometimes it's the small things that you just need to kind of get your mind used to because in MMA or, you know, even in uh, like boxing, you know, we do the count to the fight, but we don't fight mm -hmm. so everyone else can see what we're doing. Yeah. So it's, it is like adapting, but as I said, the good thing is, is, you know, we, we you know, we cover boxing, K1, Thai boxing. So we're kind of, I'm used to the stand-up concept of a fight and how to position myself and move with a fight. Uh, and as long as I'm keeping the fighter safe, you know, it, it, look, we're all accountable. Sometimes we do make slight errors and judgment errors in terms of the actual rule sets. It is a new sport. But after, I'll probably say after my first few fights, I was pretty competent with it. You know, I don't think I really had, I didn't really have any issues anyways, but, you know, there could have been small errors people spotted. So when is that coming back? When will we see it again? Do you know? Um, so they're at the moment trying to put together dates. I mean, obviously COVID doesn't help, even though they kind of do it in a COVID yeah. or they do all the testing and stuff. Um, but where they record it, it just depends on whether we can travel there, which is, um, you know, we, we travel to Budapest to do it. So it's whether they, you know, their, their laws and policies allow us to go, everyone to go out there, because as I said, a lot of their fires are from South America as well. Given the situation mm. of South America right now, it's probably going to be, you know, a couple mm. months, I reckon, before mm. they put an event on. I like to see stuff like that though with them kind of changing rule sets or merging rule sets and like obviously they do it with jujitsu as well to try and make it I guess more uh, entertaining for, for people to watch because even though you can appreciate the skill involved and if you train those martial arts yourself like you know how difficult it is sometimes they can be not the the most exciting to to watch as a spectator so it is quite yeah. fun i think to to it adapt to all sets like that also okay if you if you look at it they haven't gone like i know you're saying you, you like new concepts but they haven't gone silly of doing oh we're gonna do an open weight competition yeah. well, do you yeah. know what i mean they've still kept within weight cat they've done weight categories yeah. uh, um obviously set uniform as well everyone wears the same sort of gloves 
you know, so, and obviously the referees, etc. Not like QFC. No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that, that, that is going to get a call out for QFC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, you know what I mean? So it's good. Like you said, like with the, um, the EBI tournaments and the combat jiu-jitsu and uh, obviously you've got um, submission uh, grappling as well. So, uh, yeah, it's just a different concept. You know, like for example, the Chow Sonnen one that he puts on is inside yeah. a cage, you know, so you have a different concept of grappling. You know, you can yeah. use the cage to get up, you can use the fence to take takedowns, whatever it may be. Hey, it gives the audience something different to look at, you know. But the matchups yeah. he puts on as well were just insane. Oh, like, yeah, <laughs> unreal. Then, I mean, look at yeah, it was, was the last one I watched, Old Cerrone versus Dos uh, Anjos. So, yeah. you know, you, that's a good one. You know, Ryan Bader, I think he's been on there a couple of times. But yeah, I mean, they they are pretty cool matchups to watch. And then sometimes when you're watching, you think, oh, if only they just had MMA gloves on and uh, it's just. And MMA fight, you know, or you see, you know, having Ryan Bader fighting someone, and you think, oh, this could have been a cross promotion, Bellator UFC, you know, you know. But I guess he's teasing you, isn't he? He he can get away with it because it's a grappling tournament, exactly. Kind of giving the fan of the sport a little something, you know, a little teaser. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, like like you say, giving the fans a glimpse into what might have been. Yeah, it could be. Who knows? <laughs> so what, what other events did you cover towards the end of the year because i think we we spoke kind of after contenders after contenders yeah. yeah so um i'm not too sure how many other events kind of went on before the end of the year honestly yeah. nothing really done done obviously we had the ufc sam had karate <laughs> combat and I had cage warriors and that, that's it really as far as there were no local shows uh, really going on, as in like. No. So. No, it wasn't no local shows. I mean, obviously, I done uh, Bellator from the commission aspect of it. Yeah. A few weeks, so we've done two weeks in Italy and then a week in France, which was obviously pretty, pretty awesome because they had an audience in France as well. Yeah. So it was quite a welcome change um, to have a little bit of an audience, and it was like it was a phenomenal event. Uh, so we've done that, I think, obviously, prior to the lockdown was K-Draw's Academy, if I remember correctly. Wasn't that prior. That's the final event, right? And then yeah. I think we, we then went into lockdown. Uh, because there was um, Cage Warriors on the same night in Manchester, and we were yeah. at Cage yeah. Warriors Academy. That's yes, it, that was, yeah. That was it. And, uh, you know, like you said, okay, there's, there's, you know, lucky enough that, they, like we said, we've done the events that we've done, and... That, that we've done it with with affiliations that, that have been able to form a bubble like some season when Sam went to the best he was in a bubble that they, they, they've done all the COVID secure stuff over there uh, we'll see with the UFC we'll see Fire Island no need to bang on about that you guys have seen it now what they do out there and with Cage Warriors same thing you know when I've done the Manchester one and then done the London one same thing you're, you're in a bubble you get tested you stay there for a week and you have three events in, in one week which was uh, pretty epic pretty cool so 2021, we did have quite a few events announced kind of early first, on. Yeah, early first quarter. <laughs> yeah. Um, slowly but surely they seem to to be being cancelled, which is such a shame. But um I'm hopeful with the vaccine rollout that uh the second half of the year should be good. I'm still not sure about Kroy's Academy was announced for third of April. Um that so, one, I guess we'll see, we'll see what's announced in February, right? 
Yeah. Because I mean, if, if if we get if we get to know that you know the guys, especially the amateur guys, these are the people. Obviously, the professional guys, to some extent, they can depending on what promotion to fight for and, and you know what they can do. But the amateur guys, you kind of feel feel for at the moment as well. You know, yeah. I mean, people, a person you know, I've spoken to from obviously got some of the pro guys going. Oh look, we've got this guy waiting to make his amateur debut, or he's looking to fight two more times amateur before he turns pro, whatever it may be. You know. And obviously the promoters themselves, but you know, hopefully we will get some sort of good news, you know, to, to see what see what crops up and, and what we can do. But like I said, we're not just the only ones, not not just in England, the UK, you know, around the world. No. Some, of the, some of the other officials that we work with from across the state in Europe, they're, they're in the same boat, you know. Um, again, we just got to be fortunate, you know, count our blessings that we got to do some of the events that we do. Hundred percent. Yeah. Chris Scadden, who is our MMA UK fan of 2020, uh, says, good evening bloke. and happy new year, people. He is a top bloke, isn't he? Yeah. Happy new year happy to you, year, Chris. Chris. Happy new year, Chris. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, we're fortunate, yeah, it's a new year and let's, mm -hmm. let's see what happens, you know. And then yeah. We'll no, yeah. The main, main, main thing is we're all healthy. Um, you know, this COVID stuff is it is quite frightening. I think Dan will know I'm happy to kind of discuss it here. Me and my family, we all had it over the Christmas and New Year period. You know, it, it, is, it is it's not a nice thing, right? You know, but thankfully we didn't have too many bad symptoms. I'll probably say my worst symptom, hand on heart. Couldn't was, taste anything. <laughs> no, I could taste it. I couldn't eat my Christmas dinner, I couldn't enjoy it. You know, Honestly, you, know mate, was, you know when it's real, when this guy calls me up and goes. Dan, I know a meal because I've lost my appetite. And I'm yeah. like, okay, he must be sick. If this guy can't yeah, eat, bad. he must appetite, you know it's full. Um, my mum tried to get me to get KFC. She's like, do you want me to get you KFC? I was like, no, I really don't fancy it. <laughs> but I know, that's how bad it was. But that's the worst I had, right? It's the appetite. I had a bit of body aches and headaches. But you know what? Kind of blessing. You know, we, we all got through it. Um, you know, thankfully, just wasn't obviously a nice experience that. I guess the time period it come out during the Christmas period wasn't nice, but as I said, no. healthy, we're all fine. Uh, we got through it okay. So oh, yes. I'm glad you're back to, to health and well-being <laughs> and obviously <laughs> the appetite has returned, which is a relief. That's the key. That's the key, the return. I think I lost a couple of kilos during that period, but it's all back on now, so don't worry, guys. <laughs> Anyone who was panicking. <laughs> 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 He's back in business. <laughs> so the first uh, event of the year that I've seen was the UFC last Saturday. Um, God, what what an opening! Um, Max Holloway just looked sublime, absolutely phenomenal. What what did you make of it, Sam? Uh, for me, yeah, I mean it's. The whole event from start to finish, sitting back here and watching it as a fan, it, you know, and first, first thing first, starting at 5 p.m. Uh, British time was lovely. Bring it on. It's so good. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think my two boys appreciated it because obviously I had to kick them off the TV and off the PlayStation. <laughs> um, but the, and they, they sat down and watched some of the fights. But yeah, it was not, nice to see, um, again, on, on the official point of view, nice, nice to see all the officials and the judges and commissioners back out there again. Um, and, and obviously, yeah, the fights was from start to finish for me was was everything. And, and the main fight. event, two warriors out there. Um, again, I keep I know I bang on about this, but 
you, even some of the earlier fights where, where we had some knockouts, spoiler alert, no one's seen it, but you, you've got to appreciate what these athletes put themselves through and put themselves on the line for our entertainment. Even if, even as two referees and, and, a, and a journalist who's sitting here now, you know, we still, we, I appreciate what they do because yeah. I was sitting there having a couple of beers and enjoying my evening at the expense yeah. of someone's health, you know, and, and art there then. So it was fun. It was. It was in an insane performance from Max and I just don't know how Calvin took it. Um, a, qu a question here from Chris. I, I know it's difficult for you to answer these. <laughs> You knew it would happen, though. Was there a point during the main event of the weekend that you thought that maybe you could have stepped in? I'll be honest with you, Chris. It's it's easier to say it from TV screen um, that we would have stopped it and stepped in at a certain point. When you're in that cage and all you can focus on, you know, because you go straight into tunnel vision and you just literally watch these two fighters, you can kind of see in that scenario in a lot more detail the, the fighters, obviously, you know, in this case, Qatar's, Body reaction, is he responding? How is his response? As I said, from us, you know, sitting watching it on TV, it is a lot easier to say we would have stopped it here or would have stopped it there. But when you're actually there in between two people, obviously not in between not stepping away from two people, it's honestly it's it's, it's a different judgment call. Like it, it's two different like, fights you're watching. One you're watching it one way on the TV, but in the actual fight, there's a lot more emotion, body reactions. Um, a, and at the end of the day, it is at the end of the day, it's down to the referee. You know, we, right. we're not we're not. He, the was, he was throwing back though, wasn't he? And he was he throwing was, some elbows. Yeah. yeah, and I've I felt like I didn't I didn't think I thought he did enough to stay in the fight. <laughs> and if anything, I thought perhaps his corner could have thrown in the towel. But I think with a guy like that <clears throat> that can throw absolute bombs, and it might only take one. They didn't want to take away that chance that it could, while he was still wanting it to be in that fight himself, they didn't mm. want to take away the very slim chance, but the chance that one of those shots could connect, connect and knock him out in one punch. And I, I feel like if he was just taken and he wasn't even trying anymore, then that would be different. But he, he was still trying for that, like... <laughs> that hope in hell right till the final bell yeah and and, and and every fight every fighter is going to be trying at the end of the day it doesn't matter we've been in situations where we've stopped the fire and you know guy gazes out on his foot feet and he's gone oh, i would have oh, you should have let me get knocked out whatever yeah. but the bottom line is we weren't the referees in there we can't make that call and like sam says it's easier for us to sit at home and go oh you know this should have happened that should have happened i've had it done to me i'm sure sam's had it done to him with other, other fans, other people going, oh, he should have stepped in or he shouldn't have stepped in. But at the end of the day, the referee's in there to make that judgment call. And, then, you know, and if, if they've, they're there, the bottom line is you've got an experienced referee in there looking after the safety of the fires. So, mm. you know, it, only, only he can ask that, answer that question, really. Yeah. Insight on reflection, could he have stopped it earlier or not? You know, that's, that's really down to the referee in question. Yeah. I found it hard to watch, but I could also see why it wasn't stopped. Like, I felt like he was doing enough. But it's, it was a very one-sided fight, like one of the most one-sided main events I've seen for a long time. But 
it was just exceptional from Max and Calvin, just almost too much heart for his own good. <laughs> yeah, Max, Max, Max was phenomenal, right? I think just just his jab and boxing was just... He's I mean, so beautiful to watch. He had no sparring. That's what's remarkable. So that was another thing that I wanted to ask you about, actually. I'm I'm so pleased that he's that this is working out for him because there was a there was a scary time a few fights back where well, one of his fights got cancelled after Bisping was interviewing him and he was saying that he didn't sound right and yeah. there was a few things that came out of camp like it um his team had like taken it taken him ages to wake him up when he was doing his weight cut and stuff and there was a few there was rumors like that he'd had a stroke or something so um for me like even though he's not old at all he's been fighting from a young age and i'm really glad to see that he's like not taking any more damage in in training what, yeah. what do you guys think of people not go on sam go on i, I was going to say look you can I, I know it's hard to replicate kind of don't replicate someone hitting you back right i think max is is has been there done that he kind of knows you know, when his fight IQ is really high. So for him, you know, sparring probably might not add, you know, another dimension to his fight game because he's probably already got that. And you can see yeah. he just believed in his own tools. And, and I think that's really what it was. You know, in his mindset, he believed what he can bring to that fight was enough and he didn't have to replicate what his opposition fighter was going to bring to the table of people. And by doing that, he minimised his risk of injury, you know, uh, and it, it seemed like, like for me, he looked phenomenal shape. You know, looked, but, was that, but was that from choice? Him, him not sparring. <laughs> my understanding was because COVID had happened, he couldn't get in the gym, so his way of training had to change. So he's doing more strength and conditioning, uh, um, cardio workouts, pad workout, but no sparring. That, that was my understanding. Well, in the post-fight presser, he said it was about um, saving his brain as well. He d he actually said that in the post-fight. I think that is why he initially started training that way because, like, he keeps saying about training on Zoom, doesn't he? Like, which, <laughs> can I just tell you, I haven't improved by any of the Zoom training <laughs> I've been doing. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that's definitely, I think, why he started it. But I'm hoping that, like, he will stick to to training that way because he, he looked immense. And I expected his, like, him to, fight, like, need a round to kind of find his range and stuff, like maybe not be as as sharp, but he didn't need that. Is it, it you, was know, you know what the whole thing obviously it was, a, it was a, a big occasion as well for the UFC themselves being on the uh, ABC channel. In, in, in the States. Yeah. It reminded me of when, and I remember watching this live as well, when when it was Forrest Griffin versus Stefan Bonner and everything, obviously not to the same scale as in, you know, the whole company was, was depending on this fight to be able to succeed, etc. I'm sure everyone knows the story. But at that type of hype being on, um, you could just imagine how many new fans or how many people who wouldn't normally watch ever made fight or you're saying that you know it was prime time for them as well over there when it was being shown man to have that card not just that fight look go give credit to the other guys and girls who fought on that card from top to bottom for me it, it was, uh, I thought it was fantastic yeah, it, was quality. it really was quality card yeah it was 
Peter Knox says the judges should be sacked. Max didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> he also said, do you think refs should decide the winner of fights that go to a decision? No, 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 no. no. Definitely you not. You guys are watching like the action no, more no, than like action, who's winning yeah. the fight, right? Oh, yeah, there's no, there's no way. It's, judging a fight is is completely different to refereeing a fight. They're two different things. Dan, can you hear? Sorry, I know you. Yes, I can hear you. Yep, yep. So they're they're two different things. When you're focusing on a fight, you're focusing on a, on you know the the rules aspect, the safety aspect. Yeah. Not sitting there trying to judge who's thrown, you know, what exactly to an extent to to judge the round and who's won. Um, they're two different things you're you're looking at. So, it, especially. That, Imagine trying to do that over a five round. Oh, we'll, we'll pop it up. The refs will pop yeah. it up. Could you imagine? 20, 20, 20 you're hated enough. <laughs> yeah. 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 We, we, we get, as referees, we get slated as it is. But, you know, having having five five-minute rounds and, and, you know, having to judge. No, you know, at the end of the day, and, and the judges, I mean, I've got to give them a mention, the British judges yeah. that were there as well. You know, Cartledge, Letherby, and um, Paul Sutherland there Sutherland, as well, yeah. um, who were who judging, and some of the other guys uh, from American from, guys as well. Yeah, from If you go back and look at MMA decisions on the scorecards, majority of the fights, I mean, they all had the yeah. same. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah. Yeah. And there were some close fights as well. So, you know, credit where it's true. I thought they'd done a phenomenal job out there. Yeah, and credit to John Anik as well for getting the judging criteria right when he there's nothing that gets my goat more than him just like talking crap on the commentary about like what should score in the in the judges' scorecard. So. You know, saying that, Kat, it's good. It's good that commentators are reaching out to to other officials. I mean, one I know of is obviously, and I think DC's made it public. Um, Daniel Cormier had been speaking to Ben Cartledge uh, and Ben Cartledge has been explaining some of the criteria or how you would look at a fight and how you would judge it and what the criteria are and then that to me for someone to to reach out to another official at that standard anyway to, to want to educate themselves want to know better about the fights that are commentating on or just a better understanding Slightly He's, concerning that he went through his whole fight career without knowing, though. Yeah. <laughs> He's checking yeah. the rules after he's retired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Checking the criteria before he retired. It's good to see, you know, and obviously you've got like uh, um, Dan Hardy as well. He, he's obviously him and God I talk a lot. So it's good yeah. to see commentators and, and ex-fighters having that knowledge. And, and it, it does, honestly make it easier for, for us as whether it be refereeing or judging, having people know what they're talking about. Whereas you still obviously you see on, on TV, you see the Twitter thing pop up on, on live TV. Ah, oh, what's this ref doing? Or well, I had it uh ten nine the other way or you know, this was the effect of striking like you know, you're you sitting there going, Really? What was you watching? Or how <laughs> what criteria was you using? You know, but yeah. when you do explain it to people and you do uh, break it down, it, then they're like, oh, actually, yeah, I, I can see why, why there's an argument for that score or whatever it may be. And I actually thought um, the Max Calvin scorecards were, like, spot on as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, I mean, obviously during the times where we haven't got an event, we, Sam and I are lucky enough that we got a WhatsApp group with, with some of our other officials that we even still now discuss – 
oh, how did you see it? Did you see it like this? And then, you know, one person might have seen it differently, but we'll put our reasonings why we saw it like this or how, how it fell into the criteria. Just keeps that keeps that mind sharp and then actually a bit of fun and a bit of banter as well of, of um, actually makes us want to watch fights and then we can discuss within a group of officials as well, which, which makes it yeah. uh, about Sam. Sam's busy eating all the time, but keeps me busy. <laughs> <laughs> And the co-main was between two legends, uh, Carlos Condit and Matt Brown. Uh, went to a decision, it and and Carlos got the decision after a five-fight skid. He's now got two wins, and that was the last yeah. fight on his contract. So um, I'm not sure what's next for him. I I was thinking because Diego Sanchez wants one more fight before he retires. I was thinking that might be a good fight. And then I sent you guys earlier the tweet from Dan Hardy, Dan Hardy yeah. saying yeah. that he wants to come back for either Condit, Matt Brown. He said Diaz. I don't know whether he means Nick or Nate or whether he doesn't care. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't care. Or Diego Sanchez. How good would that be? As a fan boy, 100%. I mean, Condit... Even before I got into referee, he, he, that guy's been fighting for God knows it was his 43rd fight this time, when it was something like that. Oh, oh, yeah. He's been fighting for years, and you know, and could you imagine Hardy coming out of retirement? Well, no, he's not <laughs> coming out to fight one of these guys. I know he's always yeah. training because I follow him on Instagram and Twitter. He's always putting something up, doing pad work, bag work, and obviously he runs a gym as well when it opens up. So. Yeah, it'd be, be good, you know, one for the fans, so to speak. Yeah, to, to, watching two pioneers like that will be great, you know, be great spectacle to watch. And they're, they're, although they're, you can you might say they might be out there prime, they might not be. The fact is they're both still sharp. They're both still keeping in shape. You know, yeah. fan, as Dan said, you'd love to see it. I just I really like the people that he's called out as well. Like I think they're all good matchups. Like whichever one he ended up with, if it was one of them, I just think he's aiming it exactly right. It's yeah. it is a legends fight or a pioneers fight, and it would it would be nice to see him back in there. Um, I don't know if he's back in the USADA testing pool yet. He keeps talking about it. It'd be interesting to know if he is, but. Um, I hope that they wait until the fans can get their hands on tickets more yes. easily before he does make that comeback. Yeah, mainly you, right, Kate? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there. Talk, talking about fans, though, I mean, I know Sam mentioned Bellator had it in France, but even having the fans in Abu Dhabi, what was it, I think 2,000 people that had there? Towards the end yeah. of the night, they, they were giving, giving some uh, uh, good encouragement to the fighters and, and, and made it... I saw a couple of people message uh, uh, comment uh, would the fight been different if there was no crowd or did they you know feed on that and you, you got to say I, I thought they did I thought they fed on the crowd even though it was only two thousand people there I yeah. thought it, it made a difference you know and I'm <laughs> just by even the commentators they their their hype and everything was different about it because they had fans that they were excited you know it was a, it was a big night for them and uh, it was good that they went off as a bang. That was a fight deserving of fans. I was, I was yeah. glad that they they got the cheers they deserve. Peter says he thinks Dan should stay retired. Hardy, not you, Dan. He's <laughs> 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 a very good analyst. I'm going to lose record anyway. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, I totally get that angle as well. Um, you know, he is a good analyst, but he's an analyst as well, right? And he was still fine throughout his career, so yeah, you know, I don't see. But look at Felder. Felder, Felder. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, it doesn't. I, you know, I'm, I'm sure Dan is saying this, but that Dan still trains. You know, he still does a workout. He still goes for his runs. You know, he's not just an analyst sitting there doing sweet fuck all, so to speak. He still runs. He still trains. He's, you know, I know he, he trains with Jim Wallhead as well. A couple of guys at his gym. Uh, so you know, he's, he's active. He, he does it. So I, I think it's just when he feels ready to do it, and when the call comes, he'll do it. You know. So I'm look, looking forward to it if, if it does happen. I think it will happen. <laughs> I hear Dan is not a great postman. He's yeah. Before you Don't worry about my sweat. Second of all, you're right. My, my mail's always late around my areas because the people that postman Dan and these companies crew never on time. Useless. Useless, mate. I do not deliver, yeah, in Elton, mate, right? Listen, just Dizzler, right? Do Samuel can't talk, okay? Because he lives near the Ferrier estate, so no. That's that private joke, mate. It's a private joke. Love you really, dude. Uh, oh, well, I'm from that part of the world as well, so I know the Ferrier estate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> UMMA Scotland says, how can someone become an MMA referee? Um, there's there's no specific in terms of qualifications nothing kind of specific you need to do in the UK because it's not a regulated sport in the UK um, obviously you know what we advise people to do is to kind of really shadow on shows it's the best way to learn but you need to be in love with the sport you need to ensure if you're doing them made for like, you want to be a referee or an official you're doing it for the right reasons because of the love of the sport because you want to make a change in the sport or be a part of a growing sport for the right reasons. Um, so first thing is obviously shadowing people is key. I know Mark Goddard does the kind of UK math courses for judging and referees. Um, I math. I math one, sorry, UK math. Oh, <laughs> he's going to kill you. <laughs> I you can have, he's going to kill me. So, <laughs> I math, I math, Mark, sorry. Um, so it does it does those courses. They're they're really, really intuitive courses. They're brilliant to jump on, honestly. He's his knowledge in the sport is phenomenal. Um and as he doesn't do them probably as often because obviously he's a he's he's a busy man, you know, he, he's traveling the world doing events. But whenever he can squeeze one in, he will do whether it's in the UK or somewhere else in Europe. Um it's definitely worth trying to jump on that course because it'll kind of help really enhance your knowledge. But as I say, you know, we've taken people on under our wings that we've tried to mentor. You know, jump on shows, go and learn the shows, you know, learn everything that they do, what the commission does, what the judge does, what the referee does. Um, just be around the show, start learning, ask questions if you don't know. Be around the right people as well. Be around the right people, yeah. yeah. People that actually want to make a difference and doing the right things in the sport, you know. Even not people that are, you know, trying to take shortcuts because that's where you will learn the wrong habits. You want to learn the right habits, you know, what's right, what's wrong, and ensuring you're sticking to the right side. Uh, of the rules criteria or, or just the standard of the shows that you want to obviously implement going forward. Um, you know, the, the last thing we want, especially in, in, in this country and the fact that it's not a regulated sport is, you know, and I'll, I'll highlight having shows like QFC, you know, they're, they're them kind of shows, you know, if they're not shows, that, that, that's not, not shows, true. but you know what I mean, you know, it's that, that kind of level, that, that kind of stuff where there's no, there's no standard to it. Right. Yeah. So, 
it's, it's important to be around the right people. If, if you know a, a really experienced official, referee, judge, just drop a, drop them a message. I'm sure they'll be willing to, to help as long as you also put that effort in. You know, that, that's the key thing. You yeah. need to be willing to put that effort in, put the miles in and, and be willing to learn and listen. And I, and I think, so, yeah, it sounds right. And also, if you, well, once you can, I think, I think the other thing is, is, is in, do some sort of training that's that's in regards with the sport that you want to officiate. However, obviously, everybody will stand up, groundwork, BJJ, whatever it may be. Just because at the end of the day, when, when you get to a level in your refereeing, you've got to know what you're looking for. You've got to know your craft. You've got to know that. Oh, you've got to know what's, what, what you're looking out for. So, yeah, like, like Sam said, all, all the above that he just said, get try to jump on a course again. A fellow referee, Mark Goddard, again, does the IMAF courses when he can. Obviously, proven difficult at the moment because we can't, can't have any crowds and whatnot. But definitely worth doing. Um, and again, Sam and I are always there to if anyone wants to reach out, give some advice. Happy to do so. But you know, it's it's right at the moment. There's no shows to do. So <laughs> yeah. No, I really want to do one of those courses when the you know when COVID's over. Hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, and I don't know it's it's different. Like as much as we sit here and talk. Right, and, and we say, you know, give our bit of insight and, and what's what. When you actually sit down in the classroom and and, and someone's actually breaking it down for you, and, and he's done it so many times, and he presents it to you. It, even when Sam and I went on one just to help out and, and be a part of one one of the judges' courses, always learning, always picking things and going, oh yeah, shit, maybe I should look at it like that, or you know, it, it's given to you in a different context. It's honestly, it's. For not just for judges, referees, but like I said before, for commentators, for journalists, for fans. Really Fighters, coaches. Fighters, coaches, yeah. Really, really good way to enhance your knowledge, um, especially if you're really passionate about the sport. Um, yeah. So And I think, like, MMA has come such a, a long way. Like, we've got to keep... <laughs> like that level of regulation and education kind of, it might not be regulated, but most of the shows that I attend are such a high standard, like the safety aspect is at such a high standard. And we want to keep it there because you know what the public are like or the media, if, if something was to happen, doesn't matter if it's at an event like QFC that none of us would consider kind of part of what we do. As far yeah. as you know, like the Daily Mail would see it, it would be cage fighting, like yeah. injury or or whatever. So, yeah, yeah I'd I'd like people to do it the right way. On top promotion said, if referees had an MMA tournament and fought each other, who would win? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I think God on. Who's in the tournament? Give us well, you two have got to be in it. We'll have Mark Goddard in it as well. Listen, I'm not that bastard. Uh, but I, I'm not going to sit and go, yeah, I'll beat him because I'll get Sam's the one who needs to roll with him at the moment. Keeps calling him out. He ain't rolling with him. <laughs> Listen, do all of you train? But, um, but, yeah, that's some aspects train, yeah. 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 training like Leon, Mark, Rich. Um, Selby, Sam, yeah, most of the referees that we work with, and the judges as well, do some sort of training yeah. at some sort of level. And that, that yeah. you know, that, that was a that was a fortunate thing when I done last Cage Warriors, uh, that we was in a bubble. We all got, we did get to train. The officials did get to have a 
have a roll around us. You know, oh, I'm so jealous. Right, right <laughs> to me, left, right, and centre. It was good. It was fun. Oh, I can't wait to train again. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so I just wanted to talk about Wednesday's card because we're we gifted a little midweek card. I think oh, it starts about one o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, two, two, is it? Yeah, lovely. Two p.m. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. You, you you do your post round quickly that day, won't you? <laughs> so we got we got a few Brits on the card. We've got Mason Jones making his UFC debut. Um, he's he's got a big fight. Like I do, I feel like I know there's no easy fights, but I feel like the Brits have had some some really tough tough fights in the UFC recently, but. He's he's got uh, his debut on Wednesday. We've got Lerone Murphy on the card. Um, it's so excited to see him back in there. Like he's just looked sensational. The fights that he's had in the UFC so far, and we've got Tom Breeze on the card as well. So um, shout out to to all the Brits. Um, I'm buzzing. But this was obviously the card that we were supposed to see Leon Edwards taking on Shimaev. Is this turning into Tony Ferguson? But they're rescheduling it, correct? They're rescheduling yeah, it for March. Yeah. Like, part of the business, you know, that's what happens. You know, is and again, you know, I'm I'm fortunate and fortunate. Unfortunately, obviously it's not happening. I'm fortunate that they're still keeping it on, 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 on a card whenever they reschedule it and it's happening and you know, and who better who better to to do it than the UFC? I guess so. You know, they've got two yeah. guys there, and they'll so make it happen. That, that fight will be in Vegas now, right? Yeah, yeah. So I just feel like Leon's had a really rough time of it. So like lucky, it's yeah. it's been a long time since he was in the cage now, and he he was supposed to be on the London card last year that was cancelled, and. Um, that, that's when they were telling him, get on a plane and come to the States. We don't know where, but you'll be fighting Woodley. And then that whole card got cancelled. And yeah, yeah. it was just, it was a, a shit show. Then he got taken out the rankings because he wouldn't fight who they said. Then he's agreed to fight Shimeyev. And then it's, that fight's been cancelled twice. So fingers crossed that one it's goes hard. ahead in March. Yeah, but I feel like COVID just adds just this other layer of just things to be worried about <laughs> stopping the fight from happening. Did, did Leon get COVID first and then Chimay have got COVID for the second one, right? Yeah. So, crazy, crazy. And you know, I don't even know if it was like he thought he would be ready in time so i don't even think he had it that recently it's just he oh. hasn't recovered as as well as he yeah. thought he would yeah but you know what the, 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 you know again but the big companies such as the ufc and better so they'll, they'll do you know they'll make things happen for the fighters you know and, and lucky enough that they got a got a drive and the push to make put shows on and, and that, that fight will happen at some point no, even even yeah. during this pandemic, it will, it will. But look, they're not there. Obviously, the lights on the rest of the, the guys that are on the actual card. Um, obviously, you mentioned Mason Jones, and he's he's had a phenomenal career in cage warriors, and yeah, 
he is serious talent. You just watch him technically and how confident he is as well. And at his age as well, it's just, I'm so jealous. He's motivation, but what can I do, right? <laughs> I know he's, he really is a phenomenal talent. He's, he's going to have, a, he's got a good matchup as well. Um, yeah. He's got Leroy Murphy as well. So Leroy won twice now, is that right? This is his third fight. Uh, didn't he get a draw in the first one? It was a short notice fight, um, and he he drew against um, the Russian. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's really <laughs> long, isn't it? <laughs> Kabeska, yeah, one of his millions of cousins. I know fair play to him. He's again, you know, exceptionally talented as well. So. The bonus last time. I'm I'm really looking forward to to seeing him and Tom Breeze got the bonus last yeah. time as well. So we know all of these guys can put on a show and I I just think it's, it's so beautiful when it's on at a good time for us. <laughs> it is, but you know, we're thinking yeah. well to have three events in in a space of a week. It is um it it, it is it, it, we've been spoiled here. Yeah. We are. And then Saturday's event is the return of Connor versus Dustin. Um, huge, huge fight. Unfortunately for us, back to 3am <laughs> for the main card. And it's a pay-per-view. So uh, that's the downside. But Mason doesn't eat KFC and Burger King at the same time. That probably helps. <laughs> Probably does to be fair, Pia. As I said, I've, I've given up a long time ago, so why not, Mark and Drake? <laughs> when you're getting nutrition tips from Peter Knox, the world is upside down. <laughs> <laughs> you should see some of his dinners. Oh, Ooh, these are company men here, Peter, so I'm sure they are. Is anyone paying for the UFC on Saturday? <laughs> Oh, we can't we can't put that out there, can we? You don't want MMA UK to shut down there, do you? You got you got to stay up to watch the fight, right? Well, well, I haven't decided yet. Oh, come on! I might. What I might do is go to bed and wake up for it. Yeah. yeah. Right, I always end up falling asleep and then just spoiling it for myself. Yeah. You stay up then. Yeah, I will. I'm, I'm well, don't call me. I'm putting my phone on silent and I'm going to sleep. It's <laughs> <Shall> all right. <laughs> you won't be able to talk anyway. <laughs> and this is also where we see Michael Chandler make his UFC debut. Um, and he's got Dan Hooker, something that's been talked about for years. And no doubt that was put on the same card just in case anything happens to the main event as well. But we did have Max Holloway offering to step in, which noble as that was. Yeah, he's like, if anything happens, I'm here. I'm going to still be here. As he's got blood gushing from his eyebrow. Like, I know that he absolutely dominated that fight, but that was five rounds of like that kind of output, how exhausting yeah. that was. Just I don't want to see him back I in there on Saturday. I, I wouldn't have thought the commission would clear him anyway, but. Um, that wouldn't be the best of him. So, yeah, um, that's that's looking like a good card too. And um, the UK representation on that card, Jojo Calderwood, she's facing Jessica Rye. So, got a Brit on that card as well. But the, 
Sorry, go on. I was just going to say, it's good. Obviously, they've got the file and going on again to be able to get all the European and the Russians on there as well. Because obviously, they're, they're, they're in the States, obviously, they've got all the guys from over there. So it's, it's good. It's good in a way that they're still managed, managing to still put these shows on. You know, it's good. I think, uh, again, we've been spoiled. As, as a, not as just as an official who, who's been fortunate enough to work for those guys, but just as a fan, as a sports fan, I, I, can't, I can't wait, you know. And uh, it keeps... Yeah, we'll be watching it as an official kind of eye and judging the fights and looking at that aspect and also as a fan. So I'm pretty, pretty stoked for it. And I'm, if you two ain't staying out, I'll be very disappointed on Saturday. <laughs> I, d- I might go to sleep and then wake up for, <coughs> for the main I'm call. I'm going to send Sam a bucket of KFC or Morley's Chicken at 1 no, a.m. I don't, I, don't, I don't stay up if I order some food like wings and dinner or now. But... <laughs> I've done one of those a couple of weeks, a few weeks ago, and my in-laws decided to turn up pre-lockdown. Ordered myself some chicken wings at like two in the morning, or like one in the morning, something like that, and then they decided to turn up one in the morning because they're in the area. Just spoiled my whole evening. So. What were they doing in the area? But that's exactly. Oh, it beats me, you know. So I had to uh, quickly. Well, I, d- I didn't even get to eat my chicken wings properly. <laughs> But they they turned up, they sat down, and then the, the delivery guy knocked on the door, and I was like, "Do you guys want me to order you some food?" <laughs> oh, I'll just eat these whilst you guys sit there, enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you don't hold your grudge about that, Sam. <laughs> no, no you don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I still back on it, mate. To be fair. <laughs> it must have been a while ago because we've been in lockdown for ages. Yeah, it, was, it was about it was about five Come weeks on. ago. Four or five weeks ago, huh? Summer, that was right. Well, it wasn't summer, Joker. <laughs> but I think um, something must be happening with the visas in the States and like they must be easier or going through now for some of the UK guys because we've got quite a few guys coming up at those Vegas cards as well. And um, We were talking about Edwards, but then we've also got Jai Herbert. He's, uh, oh, my yeah. God, what a matchup that is against Jack Close. Um a really tough fight. He had a really tough fight in his UFC debut. Um, and I, I spoke to him the other day. I'm just like, that fight, I think he's going to be electric. Excited for that one. Molly's got a fight coming up. The dentist has got a fight coming up. His fight's against Eric Anders. That's going to be Sorry. phenomenal. Like, yeah. oh, I'm buzzing for these. Modestus has got another fight coming up. Um, we're just sitting... I, uh, you know, Tom Aspinall got a fire coming up as well. Tom Aspinall, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's going to be great. Yeah. Um, There's some great representation in the UK, I'll tell you now. Some phenomenal. It really fire. is, really is. And you guys have been refereeing them, some of them guys through their, you know, like earlier on in their career and earlier on in the promotions they were in before. Like, that's what I love. I really love watching these guys through their career, see them go through cage warriors or go through wherever fight star has had some UFC guys on the cards. Like it's just, it's phenomenal to see them go on and do well. That's credit to the promotions as well. Like you said, cage warriors, Academy, cage warriors themselves, fight star, uh, contenders. They're the credit where credit's due. It's down to the, the the type of event and, 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 Getting those guys through through those rankings in the UK to be noticed and um, eventually go on to the UFC, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. 
Really cool. Wow. Uh, UMMA says, will Khabib fight again and who did he fight? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I would have thought this fight on Saturday is going to potentially sway that depending on who wins. It's interesting to see. Oh, I wonder if he's teasing Connor and he yeah. and he's just got no intention and then he's just going to move to 170 and have a fight there. Yeah, I don't know. I think, um, I mean, I think he'll have, his, he'll have one more fight. I do think he'll want that 30, you know, um, mm-hmm. tribute for his, obviously, um, his dad passing away as well, who really wanted him to get to 30, you know, so. Mm. It'd be interesting. But either way, he's, 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 he's done a great thing for the sport, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. yeah, yeah. So He's done amazing things for the sport, and obviously, I think he's got his own promotion on promotion coming on now as well. Yeah, cool, you know, giving something back. So, either way, whether he fights again or doesn't fight again, he's uh, he's definitely out there for as, as again, as, as a fan, seeing him, seeing him fight, he's out there for, for, for the MMA, you know, he's done, he's done great stuff. He, he seemed to be a decent footballer from those uh, footages I saw. <laughs> <laughs> It's for the worldy. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. It was really strange. And so we've got a K-Troy's trilogy coming up as well. Um, only a couple of months away. Yeah, so not too far. So I think all that's been announced so far is Jordan Vucenic. He's uh, fighting for the featherweight belt against Morgan Chariot. He's going to be coming on for an interview soon. But... Um, He's looked phenomenal. He's he's well every fight he's had in in Cage Warriors and that last fight against Paul Hughes. How good was that fight for for a fan? It was, it was very good. You know, like I said, I was, I was fortunate enough to be there, Cage side watching that, and um and obviously I had this one here messaging me going, oh, it's an amazing fight, isn't it? Uh, messaging him, but again, like I said we're constantly like messaging each other about you know how did you score, how did you steal, you know. Etc. Yeah, both both guys uh, gave a good good account of themselves, you know. Um, and it was, I think, got did he get five, did I get five of the year? Oh, uh, I don't know. Like, it, it, for for me, certainly, probably was like for me, yeah. it's definitely top two, three fights of the year because that was just quality. The it back was, of, it was right, so you know, well matched. We, we we you know we're talking about this whole pandemic thing going on, and we blessed to have. MMA, you know, the sport we, you know, we guys love to be able yeah. to sit down and watch these fights. You know, it's it's, it's amazing. I I love it. And again, that that fight itself, the trilogy coming up again. It'd be, I'm interested to see what Ian Dean can, uh, what he's got hidden away in his pockets, and what matchup he's going to be. He's, he's superb, absolutely superb. I say it all the time. He's just a phenomenal matchmaker, and just what credit is is. He is a good matchmaker, and again, is, he's yeah. a fan of the sport, and I think that's where yeah. he, where it makes a difference as well. You know, he yeah. matches, and he gives everyone a fair shot as well. Yeah, yeah, but they they do a really good job as well of like getting you invested in the fighters and kind of getting you to know them, and the storylines kind of make sense, and you you can follow the route to the title, if you know what I mean. And even just when with them announcing that featherweight um, title fight, you kind of know out of four others they'll all be fighting each other and if they yeah. win, who's going to be next. And that's what I love about it. And 
I, I just think it's going to be great. I'm really hoping they're going to allow media there because there's they're selling tickets for fans. Obviously, the longer this lockdown goes on, I don't know what's going to happen with the fan aspect of it, but they've proven that they can hold events no matter what's going on and they've got the government sign off and everything. So that's a, and that's the events a big will be going well. ahead. That, that that whole the whole government sign off and that that's you know made a lot of difference you know and for someone to go to be able to train and, and do the things they need to do. Are you talking about fan aspects? I can't remember the name, but there was obviously they done a uh, competition last time, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, two fans get to stay the whole week and enjoy the show, etc. And it was crazy seeing two two I think it was a husband and wife over there, and, you know, just cheering on these fighters and being in around the hotel the whole week. Really? Yeah. Absolutely, they, absolutely they got tested and everything, right? As yeah, yeah that's why they had to go for the week because they Brilliant. had to be in the bubble Brilliant. with everyone else. Yeah, Brilliant. Yeah, they got they got oh, the, the prize and all that. So it was that was a pretty cool thing for them, or cage warriors to put out there, and obviously to cater for them uh, to be there. And they got, I mean, they done. You know, when they do the dry run of uh, all the camera work and the fires walk out and all that, so they use them a couple of times. To, to, <laughs> yeah, they absolutely, and the best bit on the final day when they had them in the cage, they uh, end up getting Goddard in there and put them in the middle and give them like, yeah, you've you've had your rules talks at the back, you know. What to <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's the, the fan You know, that's the fan experience. Fair yeah, back. exactly. You know, which is just was a good touch on on Cage Warriors' uh, um, part. You know. Oh, amazing. Imagine being there for a week as a fan. That would have been amazing. How jealous would you have been, Katie? I was very jealous. Oh, <laughs> extremely jealous. Oh, it's entered, of course. <laughs> the competition. Uh, Peter says, all I need to sign Khabib up. <laughs> yes, Peter. Yes, Peter. He does, because uh, we're on a <laughs> run here. So, but no, no football talk, but yeah. If, I was, if I was a matchmaker, I would match Sam versus Dan. Who would win? Um, um, I Sam don't want to see fight. Uh, Sam would win on the weight advantage. <laughs> Are you wearing a mate? Leave off. <laughs> I'll, I'll, just, I'll just knock him in a couple of wrist locks and it's over. <laughs> Did everybody hear that? Wrist locks, yeah? Okay. Check my Instagram out in about 10 minutes after this show, okay? <laughs> And the gentleman on Instagram, Sam really loves wrist locks. Oh, just that one there. <laughs> now he's worried. <laughs> I am worried. I've got some stuff on you. You don't start, yeah? <laughs> don't get all hyped with me. I just. I'll be putting that picture of, of, of Pickett, yeah? And me. No, no, no. <laughs> I was training Pickett that time. Yeah? I'll give him his second lesson once, another time when we get a chance. No, don't worry about that. Just check my Instagram. I'm going to... <laughs> well, guys, that's everything I had for you. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about or throw out there? No, wow. not really. Just, uh, you know, as luck of everyone, guys, be patient. Hopefully, you know, we will get the local shows coming back soon. Um, you know, health and safety first. Uh, hopefully you guys yeah. are safe. I uh, just want to give, obviously, a little bit of a shout-out to... Uh, figure eight who obviously look after us uh, as well as uh mauler mma so i've just got to say mauler 
Maula oh, you know, was keeping me in my lockdown attire. I don't oh, think I ever wear anything other than a Maula tracksuit anymore. And yeah, it's kind of and T-shirts as well. They are the best. Shout out, Shout out to Fred, who's my eating partner when we was away in Italy and France. <laughs> we love him, Fred. Obviously, what a legend. Uh, great guy. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, just, just shout out to all you guys, fans, you know, other officials, everyone that we kind of work with. Um, you know, media, just looking forward to, to obviously having the shows back and, you know, hopefully seeing you guys at a show. That's it, yeah. I think so, Sam, now, you know, rounded up well. Again, everyone stay safe and, again, we, we're, we're grateful for the stuff that we do. And, again, I think earlier when the UMMA Scotland was messaging a few guys, anyone wants any help with refereeing or any advice, um, maybe hit myself and Sam up and we can guide you in the right direction and who to speak to and what, what courses to take and, yeah, that's it, really. But again, thanks for having us, Kay, on the shows. Like I said, I not recently. I haven't had no chance of speaking to the guy who, who's on the call with us right now for, for this long. <laughs> haven't been lucky enough to hear his voice so long. So he's either busy, or his wife's got him doing something, or he's eating, or his kids interrupting. So it's nice <laughs> to speak uninterrupted. You miss me. You miss me. Kay, is that a picture of you with in the background? I can't tell. That's night. Yeah, Nate, yeah. Nate, I thought so, but I was like, "Is he got a hood or is that hair?" Yeah, he's got a hood on. Okay, cool. I thought it was Nate. That, that was, was um. Oh, that's a bit. That's a bit of favoritism going on there. Yeah. What's that? Interest there, Dad? No. <laughs> I thought you you would have had the picture of Sam and I in the background yeah. as your favourite referees. Well, at least you, <laughs> innit? When you raised that hand, Dad. <laughs> Where's that picture? <laughs> One on my wall of fame in my dressing room. I've got like photos all over the wall, and you guys are up there. There's one of both of you from Rock, and then dancing another one, raising my hand. <laughs> I think you're by the cage door, Sam. Oh, in the background. <laughs> but thank you so much, guys. It's always so good to have you on and to chat to you. And just as soon as there's some more events going on, let's catch up again and talk about them because it's always a pleasure. 100%. Thank you very much, Rafi. Thanks so much, everyone. Take care. Thanks for watching. Take care. Bye, everyone. Yeah. See you later.